You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 201, Feng Shui Chi Forecast, December 2022. Welcome to episode 201 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach feng shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Check us out there. You can check out all our offerings. We actually teach a feng shui certification program. So if anyone's interested in diving deep, that's the place to go. We, we teach a six-month program where we dive really deep and mentor students and teach them how to become feng shui practitioners. You can also look at our website for our mailing list, our blog, and other offerings that we have. And our mailing list is the best way to keep in touch with us because we send everything to our mailing list and we have lots of very unique and subscriber-only opportunities there. So it's a free newsletter. You can go to mindfuldesignschool.com, scroll to the bottom, and sign up for our newsletter there. So... We do have a promo that we want to do before we get started with this month's chief forecast. We wanted to let you know mm-hmm. that we are launching our annual Lunar New Year's Reset Package to welcome the energy of the water rabbit for 2023. This year, Lunar New Year is on the earlier side. So it's actually the Lunar New Year is January 22nd. So we'll have all our fun podcast episodes in January to celebrate that and to invite in this new energy of the water rabbit. But we also celebrate this by offering a special workshop that we do called the New Year's Reset Package. And so it will open sometime pretty soon. Make sure you're on our mailing list. And if you were already on our mailing list, maybe you would have seen any kind of sneak peek on that or exclusive opening on that. But if not, that's cool. It's still there. It's going to open up pretty soon. So be sure to check out our website or get on our mailing list to find out. So we have a whole workshop that is already there for you right as you sign up. And it's about space clearing. And Laura, is there anything we should tell them about the space clearing? No, but right when you get it, you get this three-part workshop that's immediately available Mm -hmm. where we walk you through that. Yeah. Where we walk you through that space clearing. And then the big show is on uh, January the 21st when we all come together and do the big uh, um, full like 12 animals and all that stuff. And we go over the, the, we review everything. So it's a two-part, it's a package where we have this pre-recorded portion that goes over space clearing workshop. And that's available immediately, like Laura said. And then on Lunar New Year's Eve, we do a live class that's also recorded if you can't make it live. And we go through all the 12 animals. We do a special annual ritual to reset and recharge your energy to receive the best you can for 2023. And it's always so fun to do. And we see a lot of the same people coming every year, but we also would love to see new faces. So hopefully you'll join us for that. And so just make sure you're on our mailing list or check it out on our website. So we're doing our chief forecast for December. 
if you've been listening for a while, we do a chi forecast every month. And so now we're welcoming in December. It's going to be our last chi forecast for 2022. Yeah, yeah. But we've only been doing this for a year now, right? Yeah, we started in January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost, and it's almost a one year anniversary. Yep. Wow. Yeah, we started last January. And I think it's been fun. And we've gotten a lot of good feedback on it. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. we'll keep going, right? Yeah, I think so. It's fun to do. Laura's going to go over the mm-hmm. monthly chi energy in terms of the key dates, the solar term and moon cycles, and the Chinese zodiac adjacencies to that. And then we're going to do a divination and then talk about some feng shui applications. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I will start with the key dates, solar term, moon cycle, and December is a rat month in the Chinese zodiac, which is is the Chinese name. And rats, which makes sense because rats are, when you look at their hidden stems, are water. So rat is a very watery little animal. And the cool thing about rat too is rat is half yin, half yang. Like they say that the rat's paw is half yin, half yang. It's like half in the yin sector and half in the yang sector. And that's also kind of a little bit like December, which is Mm -hmm. a little bit of a transitional place. At least in New York, it's not so cold yet, actually. And it gets colder in January and February, right? Yeah, it definitely does. So in the solar terms, we last month in November, it was minor snow. And now coming on December the 7th, we have great snow. And great snow is, I think it's also described as goose feather snow. So it's like big snow. Yin energy is peaking, right? At this time in this month, not exactly in this term, it moves into obviously the winter solstice in a second, but it's darker earlier. It's getting quite a bit colder and actual big snow if you're in the Northern hemisphere. And it's natural for your body at this time, because it's getting darker earlier to want to go to bed earlier. And according to Chinese medicine, sleep is excellent for strengthening your chi at this time of year, specifically connected with water chi that's coming in and the kidney. And it's, it's, you know, it's really having that extra sleep is a good thing. So embracing that. And then we move into the second term of December, solar term of December is the winter solstice. And that is December the 21st. And actually just circling back, the full moon actually is on December 7th of this month. And the full moon is called the cold moon. And it is also called the moon before Yuletide because it is the last full moon before the winter solstice. Cold moon sort of goes without saying descriptor, you know, you get it. Everything is really cooling down. Chinese in the seasons of the five elements, we are solidly moving into water at this point. So what I thought I would do actually to talk about the winter solstice, which is on December 21st, it's when the yin energy peaks and we have the longest night in Northern hemisphere. I actually am going to read a poem that I came across when I was looking through and it's from a, it's actually from a, an almanac that I have called We Moon, which is a great almanac. And it's by a woman named Deborah Hall. And the poem goes, the shortest day, the longest night, the stars brought closer by the primordial dark. The sun stands still as we hunker down like heavy bears in our hibernoculum. Put down what we are braced against, bring everyone inside, sit down to every meal as a feast, share our gifts from the tree of life, bobble and sparkle against all that is drear, wreath the door with the green that never dies, drift like snowbanks into lazy peace. On midwinter's morning, 
as the lambent glow of magic sidles closer, we go out in good company with a flask of something spiced to stand in sacred waiting for the birth of something precious. For dear mother to carry the sun back on her uplifted antlers. In this moment, the ancient stirs in us, illuminating our hearts, deepest chambers, renewing our strength to challenge the injustices we were born into, born to stem. Everything we care about pivots on this one thing, the life and light that has left the world, the love we will be returning. I just thought that poem was so great because it hit on so many different moods and things that are happening this time of year. And it speaks a lot to the chi of December. So when we start thinking about the energy of December, again, that darkness settling in, water chi is at its peak during the solstice. So we're talking about more yin than yang now, right? And then it's going to tip over. And then the days are obviously going to get longer. Water chi is cold. It's quiet and it's still. It is... The seed under the ground, under the cold, cold ground that is not moving, but has potential, obviously, but it's just sitting there. It's meditative chi. It encourages to go inward. One of the virtues that is associated with water is wisdom. So it encourages us to go inward and seek that wisdom. And we need to be mindful how to work with this energy is just to nourish and support our yang chi because we're living. Obviously, we can handle having yin chi, but we're not all one or the other. But, you know, you want to support that yang chi. You know, there's ways that we can sort of talk about it. We'll talk about when we talk a little bit about the feng shui of it, but using some of the elements to support it. And we'll talk about that after Angie does her I Ching reading. Yes, so this month we do an I Ching reading and we asked the oracle, what does the Holistic Spaces podcast listener community need to hear right now to best navigate the energy of December 2022? And so we received the hexagram number 50, which is Li or fire over Shun, which is wind. And Shun is also wood. So often in the I Ching, you, you refer to the wind part, but it's also wood. And so it brings together this image of wood and fire together. And so this hexagram is called, in some books, it's called Ding, Establishing the New, and another book called Cosmic Order, The Cauldron. And so, first of all, I think it's very interesting, this image of the fire above and the wood below, right? So all of you can picture that, and it's very much like December. It's the wood that's feeding and nourishing the fire, and it's an image of cooking, which is where this uh, name, the cauldron, comes from, and it, and it ties into this yin energy, because yin is very receptive, and a cauldron is like a pot, right? It's an open receptacle. And it's like in Western cultures, a cauldron is used for magic, right? Where you put in all your things and you let it simmer together. And cooking is alchemy in a way. So, so it's this time of kind of bringing together different things and letting it simmer and letting it alchemize and letting it shift into some kind of harmony in which it can create something new. 
also at the same time offering warmth and nourishment, just like food does with cooking. So this hexagram is also a strong indication of being in alignment with the stars, being in alignment with the universe, being in line with the cosmos. And what that also means to be aligned with the cosmos is to one is to just actually be truthful about like what your relationship is in this world. Like what is your current incarnation capable of? So what is actually like, what is it that you want to do? What is it also within your realm, within your means or within your realm to achieve and not frittering away your energy on something that is not possible. So being, so actually, like if you think about that cauldron image again, taking things that you have and putting it together and letting that become harmonious rather than wishing for something that's not there. Don't waste your energy. And also in the winter time, this cold time, it's not, it's not a fruitful time to fritter away your energy and your warmth and your, and your resources. So seeing what you actually do have at your disposal and what you actually have to work with. So so the I Ching is challenging us to readjust and be very truthful and see clearly and with that yin energy, look into that hidden side and be truthful about what it is that you have available to you. And then that gives you the power to actually succeed because you're working with what you have. And it takes a lot of bravery to not live in a fantasy world, but see what's really available to you. Laura, does anything else come up for you with this image of the of Leo, the fire over the wood? Yeah, the cauldron is an interesting visual and it's really a powerful one in Taoism as well. And it is, to me, I just kept thinking of, and I was going to talk about this in a second, but we'll talk about it now, is the fact that with the solar term this month, we need to nourish and support our yang chi. And so that heat of the cauldron, like the cauldron is a really symbolic actually in, in, in Taoism about it's like where you're, you know, the chi is and, and holding the chi. And so the idea, I like the visual of lighting the wood to heat your own cauldron, to nourish and support your yang chi through this really, these cold months that are coming. And so the outcome hexagram, so, so the first hexagram talks about what is happening, the current situation. And then the second hexagram that is received indicates a possible outcome or an outcome to consider. And it's hexagram 32, which is zhen, thunder, over shen, wind. And it's described as continuing, enduring, or also known as hang, long-lasting. And so in one of my books, it starts by describing this hexagram as asking the reader to consider a flowering plant. Consider a plant that one stretches up to the sky towards the sun, but also reaches down deep into the earth. So it's again, like what Laura talked about, it's like cultivating the yang and the yin, especially during this yin time to know that you can actually just go deep into the earth, into the yin, but also can stretch up that living beings actually balance the two. It's not just one, right? It's not just all yang because we think we're all oriented towards the sun, but humans are, we think, 
but really there's this whole yin aspect of it because think about how much of our lives are only like half of our lives are spent seasonally in yin time in with yin energy like that's it's a balance but also you know a lot of the human plight or the human dilemma or, or the most beautiful human like art and poetry and most beautiful times come from a consideration of impermanence and death, right? So life wouldn't be as valuable if we never died. So it makes everything very poignant. So know that this is what offers us beauty in our lives. Like we can delight in the world around us because there's this balance of yin and yang. And so it's a consideration that we can, how can we endure by balancing this yin and yang? And like Laura touched upon like enduring through these yin times by cultivating the yang, by keeping that fire burning under the cauldron. Any thoughts, Laura? No, it's interesting though, that it's wood and uh, what I was going to talk wood about next. Yeah. 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 What's oh, like sorry, a, what's a double wood. Yeah. It's wood and thunder, but it's also mm-hmm. from the, think about the elements It's a double wood and there's a, there's a lot of growth potential there. So, and once you, you know, as an outcome, which is, which is, which is nice. Yeah, but another thing about this outcome hexagram, there is this emphasis on like having perseverance, having persistence, and reaching down deep and reaching up, up to the yang and down to the yin, which is really important, especially like, I don't know about you, but sometimes when it gets really cold, you really have to like hang in there, right? Because you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, will this never Mm -hmm. end? So there's so many beautiful things in many cultures that focus on this beauty of the first hopes of spring coming because mm-hmm. you're enduring a long and dark winter. So I think if we're going to look at this whole reading together, where the I Ching is inviting us to consider for December how we can bring ourselves into a new, establish something new with a more harmonious cosmic order by considering what we have around us, using what we have and creating something from that, putting what we actually have and putting it into into a cauldron to to bring together something new. You don't need things that you don't have to create something new. You can use your wisdom to create something new and establish the new and then and this can nurture this can bring the yang energy to keep us warm throughout this yin time. And that by keeping this fire going, which I think leads us to the, the outcome hexagram, that we can endure and we can last and we can thrive through this time by continually like adding some wind to the, like if we bring in the idea of the shun, the wind, mm-hmm. um, bringing some wind to that fire, right? Bringing some wood energy. Because you talked, what, did, what was it that you said about the wood energy? That it's growth. It is thunder over wind, but they are also two. When you go, when you dig deeper into, they're both wood element, right? Trigrams, and so they create a lot of activity and growth. Is what yeah. I was seeing. Yeah. Well, and also with the wood element in our notes, you were talking about how wood element is seen in the winter through evergreens. Mm-hmm. And- yeah. That evergreen, that is like our reminder that we can thrive and we can last and we can endure through all of these ups and downs and seasons that there's this equanimity that flows through. Yeah. And it reminds, so that poem that I read, that line, bobble and sparkle against all that is dreary, wreath the door with green that never dies. And so that kind of got me thinking, which you're reading as well, does that, you know, when we talk about what we can do in our own homes from the feng shui perspective of it is we can bring the wood element in 
to our home with, you know, evergreen, pine, cedar, spruce, which works obviously with the season, with what's happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be with fresh fresh evergreens like i have some juniper you you Mm -hmm. can dry it and then you can actually burn it and make Mm -hmm. it an offering Mm -hmm. or you can bring in those fresh sprigs of evergreens or you can also if you have to you can also just diffuse essential oils Mm -hmm. and start to bring in that essence and also i was seeing online like there's a lot of I think this is like a you you have this in your book like creating the seasonal pot in your yeah what is it called Scent yeah pot or something this I well it's cinnamon and orange and yeah to change the to shift the chi shift the chi with spices again that's that like the line just having something spiced mm-hmm. that warm and it's again to bring in that yang chi that fire chi the warmth because I was going to say when you often what we do when we do if you decide to do decorating or bringing things in for your home, you know, bringing in a little bit of red to the front door or inside your home. Again, it's your way to kind of, it's like your way to boost the chi and it gives that fire energy, you know, that we want just to, just a little bit, just to balance out all that water chi that we're going to be moving into. They just all kind of balance them nicely. Yeah. So symbolically one could bring in like red and on wood element, which is actually bringing in like pieces of evergreen and pine mm-hmm. or cedar and spruce. And like you said, like in that poem, like bringing a wreath to your front door and maybe mm-hmm. putting a red ribbon on that mm-hmm. to welcome in to symbolically and energetically and feng shui wise, welcome that into your home through your front door, which is mm-hmm. what we call the mouth of chi to boost the chi in your home. But also, what is it called? The scent pot thing? Yeah, okay. But actually really, no, but I'm saying <laughs> yeah. it's actually getting yeah. a cauldron. Yes, you're, you're making, taking, yes. You're making a cauldron, a real yes. cauldron. So you're getting a large You're pot making here. a brew. You're yes. making a brew, just like yeah. with, and you can add whiskey to it, like, like Laura's <laughs> poem, right? Like some alcohol. But you get a large pot and like a big Dutch oven mm-hmm. and you fill it with water and then you slice in oranges. So orange is great for feng shui because it's very clearing citrus, but you can also use slices of apple. And then what are your favorite spices, Laura? Like warming spices, like cinnamon. Um, cinnamon. I definitely, I put in bay leaves too and nutmeg. I'm trying to think of what I did last year. It looked really good. I actually have a video of it. It was really, and it smelled so good. You should put it on our Instagram or, yeah, or on our Yeah, I will. Webpage. Well, I'll make another one, definitely. Oh, you but, should share yeah. the recipe on our on yeah, blog. I will. Our yeah, newsletter. I'll share it. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it out. Um, yeah, but it's it changes the... I mean, it's almost like you're kind of using a cauldron with the part of the sort of traditional BTB feng shui, which is the changing the chi of the space with oranges. Like it's a really nice combination of yuletide, you know, more tradition, you know, European type ways of doing it with using that feng shui. And because again, a lot of these cultural practices, there's a reason why they overlap, right? Yeah. Yeah. So to give a step by step. Okay. Okay. So, well, I can do it. I could do it. Okay, I, have do it, it my, okay. I have it in my mind. Okay. So okay. you get a Dutch oven, a large cauldron. Okay. Well, and you and remember what the I Ching said. Use what you have. Use what's around you. Use what's at your disposal. So find what's appropriate in your home, a cauldron or a, a Dutch oven or a pot. And then you fill that with fresh water. So you're offering water element. And then you're taking this water element and then you're bringing in what you have around you so that this recipe changes all the time, depending on what is available to you. Again, 
finding yourself in harmony with your environment as it is right now. Not worrying about going out and buying something, right? Mm -hmm. So see what you have. Maybe you have an apple. Maybe you have an orange. See what spices you have in your cabinet already that you can add to this. Create a, create like a concoction, right? And then go out and find a sprig of an evergreen and add it to that as well. So you're bringing in the wood element and then you can stir it with intention you're creating some alchemy, right? Mm -hmm. You stir it with intention and then you let it boil and then you can, the whole scent will transform the chi of your home. Absolutely. And you know what? I actually have it here. I have it. I'm looking at the one that I did last year. So we'll include that in the news, newsletter, in the podcast, the podcast email this week. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Okay. The podcast email. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, like also having that invitation at your front door to well with the intention that you're welcoming in this wood chi with the fire, like again, allowing yourself to become harmonious with the cosmos, to have cosmic order by bringing in what's around you and transforming it with that wood feeding the fire. That's, that's just really great. It's perfect, mm -hmm. isn't it? It's all coming together full circle. <laughs> Is there anything else we should add? No, I don't think so. I think that's good. I think yeah. that's really, really lovely. And now I want to go make one and I'm going to go make a pot of it because it is really delightful. Can you make like a version of that that you would consume? Yeah, for sure. You can eat everything in it. I oh, mean, okay. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. It's not far from mulled wine. Okay. Mulled wine is basically when you take one or two bottles of wine and then you do the same thing. Right. But you don't, and you do add water too, but not as much water. It's like a very small amount and it's the same idea. And you add like similar spices to it as well, but you could make a non-alcoholic version of that too. So yeah. With like sure. juice or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably like I, maybe I would try it with like cranberry juice or something. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Well, I'm just looking at your poem. So you can have, so this is the flask of something spiced. It's something spiced. So it doesn't have to be alcoholic. Yeah. It's just something spiced. Yes. <laughs> so to warm you up. And actually, if it is something red, like cranberry juice, that also brings in more of that fire element for warmth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how perfect. And yeah. what a perfect way to end our last chief forecast of mm -hmm. 2022 and we'll be back next week for our regular episodes but you know we also look forward to starting our second year of chief forecasts mm -hmm. forecasts i'm not i'm very lispy today sorry <laughs> okay well thank you listeners for listening to this episode of the holistic spaces podcast you can tune in every week for a new podcast episode if you like our podcast and this episode Please share it with others. Subscribe. You can leave a review. Please check out our website, mindfuldesignschool.com. That's a really great way to support us by seeing the, the courses that we offer. Hopefully you'll join us for this New Year's Reset workshop that we do every year. We'd love to see you there because we will actually have a live class on Lunar New Year's Eve. And you can also just sign up for our mailing list as well so we can stay in contact with you. You can look in the show notes on your podcast app or you can go to mindfuldesignschool.com and scroll to the bottom and sign up for our mailing list. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy your cauldron and we will see you next week.